Hello, Riley. How's it going? I'm good. We're just gonna jump right into it. Yeah. Yeah. I. It, it's been a while, a hot sec, but uh, I guess just first off, how have how have things been? <laughs> well, it's kind of crazy. You're not gonna believe this, but there's been like this global pandemic happening. Whoa. I know. It's a lot to catch up on. Um, they have a vaccine now. I haven't gotten it. Sounds pretty cool. Can't wait. Yeah, it uh. sounds pretty dope. Like uh, my uh, my mom and brother got the first like round of them. Oh, nice! And I'm like, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> I'm like, I I don't know when I'll ever get that, but uh, right, yeah, hoping, I expect that to be in the fall or winter. Not holding my breath. <sighs> yeah. Well, besides pandemic, I guess <laughs> how, how, that, how have things been going. Um, pretty good, honestly. All things considered, uh, I can't mm. super complain. I mean, this past year was wild for all of us. Sure. Um, my mom got COVID like right away in about a mm. year ago in March, so that the whole beginning of the pandemic was just like, "What is this new disease? Is my mom gonna die from it? What's happening?" And she's alive. It all worked out. She recovered. Thank, and everything. Th- thank God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 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 the beginning of it was definitely like intensely stressful. Um, yeah, yeah. But in terms of just the day to day stuff, I don't know. I stay home all the time anyway. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. sad about, like, not having to go to my day job and working from home. That part of it was, sure. like, cool with me. I don't really sure. miss going out because I didn't used to go out that much. So I miss seeing people, mm. I, you know. <laughs> it would right, be nice to right. hang out with my friends once again. Um, yeah. But otherwise, like, pandemic survival has been fine. Uh, I what, just, what have you been doing to uh, take up your time? I just started um, my I have a comedy duo partner named Daniel Montgomery. Together we are Mary Kate mm-hmm. and Ashtray. And we just mm. started getting back into creating some stuff. So we're actually produ- <laughs> we're shooting a feature film in, in like less than two weeks. Um, oh, damn. That just kind of like came out of quarantine. We were like, what if we got a cabin and everybody like quarantined and tested and there were only a few of us yeah. and we shot a movie there. And based on that text thread we just Mm -hmm. kept saying yes and we wrote it and or daniel wrote it and now we have money and we're making it so damn yeah (laughs) good for you thanks uh it's very exciting but it's also you know it was completely born out of like the industry pretty much shut down um Mm -hmm. except for voiceover stuff i don't know have you been busy i feel like there's voiceover was like the only thing that survived i yeah like i lucked out in that voiceover had a bit of a stall at the top of it like they were not sure how to like continue but after a certain point things kind of got back to normal Mm -hmm. uh and then i i like sort of strangely enough in you know it it, i it's been the busiest time for me (laughs) like i think things have ramped up i guess yeah so i've i've been fortunate enough i guess but uh, I know you were uh, considering go- go- dabbling in, or going into voiceover as well, right? I think last time we talked. Yeah, so kind of randomly, fortuitously, at like late February 2020, I signed with a voiceover agent. And then mm-hmm. and I, I was like, okay, I'm just going to spend the money. I'm going to get a nice microphone and like convert my closet into a little recording booth and like yeah. just, just hope this works. And then the whole world shut down except for voiceover. So I got all these voiceover auditions haven't booked anything yet but that's 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 about normal yeah yeah, I I was like it's it's a totally different world from what I'm used to audition wise because you know I'm getting a ton more auditions but they're for huge things and I know that they're Mm. getting like 2,000 submissions 
and yeah. you're just one voice in a in a sea of voices. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I guess because uh, this is kind of like your your first steps into it, right? Yeah, I mean, I I have a podcast, and I've been doing um, I do ads for Wondery. So if you listen to mm. any podcasts on Wondery, you've probably heard my voice on their ads. But that's kind of oh, the shit. Only... So, so, so you did that then? Yeah, I've been doing that for about uh, almost two years now. So, that's you know, cool. I've done some stuff, but not as I haven't done a lot of like character driven mm. animation or video games or anything like that in the voiceover space yet. Sure, sure. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's also tons of different focuses in the voiceover sphere, right? Like mm-hmm. commercial, you know, some people are, do like audiobooks, audiobooks, audiobooks. Right. Some people do, you know, all sorts of things. Uh, but like, I'm, I'm excited for you. Like, you know, uh, it's definitely a kind of a scary frontier to start out in. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, I've been doing it for a while. So it's like, I feel like only like maybe a couple years ago, did it finally like go, Oh, things are like kind of finally going like pretty well. (laughs) Uh, and, but I, you know, I've, I've been, God, I, what, this is like my ninth year ish, you know? Uh, oh man. So it's something though that for me, like I just, you know, as, as you're also an actor as well as like, you know, there's just the love of it. Right. So like, ah, just gotta keep it the grind. Right. You know, uh, that sort of thing. But yeah, um, I mean, it's, I definitely feel lucky for, to, to have gotten signed with that agent, like right as, as everything else crashed and burned. Um, and also because it just is the, it's such great practice and you are, you're like all alone in your coat closet, or at least I am. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, you get an email that's like, here's a, here's a script for you. Send us back an MP3, do whatever Mm -hmm. you want. And you're just, you know, alone by yourself being like, okay, I'm going to just try a bunch of different voices and send them one of them and hope hope that works out. (laughs) You just and you just got to do that hundreds of times, <laughs> hundreds and ninety five percent of them you don't hear anything back, and right. that's that's the job. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, that that's exciting. I yeah, I wanted it's kind of sort of speaking of acting and stuff. I I kind of wanted to uh, revisit uh, something that we both were in, uh, which was Anime Crimes Division. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, which, uh, for those of you listening who aren't aware, it's a live-action series on uh, Rocket Jump's website or YouTube channel, along on as well as Crunchyroll. Uh, yes. You can watch it on there. A co-production between them. Two seasons. It's dope. And if you haven't seen it, a lot of this is not going to make any sense. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> that's fine. I don't care. Um, <clears throat> so I guess... Uh, before we jump into it, should we should we worry about spoilers for things? Do you think people hmm. care? That's a good question. What do you, uh, I'll mean, let you decide. I kind of feel like no, because frankly, even when you were like, if you haven't watched Anime Crimes Division, in my head I was like, I don't know why you're listening to this episode then, because <laughs> you probably are listening because you have watched Anime Crimes Division. Oh, not, necess- not necessarily. I guess that's true. Maybe they're just like, yeah. who is this Riley person? Um, she sounds cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to start with just season one, season two. Like, I yeah. guess season one. Like, I and I'd be curious because I actually did a couple videos way back, kind of talking about my experience with it. Uh, but I would love to hear sort of like just your, you know, your your perspective, your thoughts on uh, stuff, and I'll just sort of chime in, I guess, as we go or whatever. But sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess just season one, just uh, yeah. For I, I guess for me to preface like. 
it was my first ever like really big live action thing, so I was terrified. I don't know if I ever told you the story about Freddie picking me up from the airport. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I'm not sure. Oh, okay. So uh, when I flew in to, because uh, at the time I didn't live here, I had to fly in from Michigan, right? Uh, to to film, and uh, Freddie picked me up from the airport, and we were driving. He was driving me to my hotel, and I was like, you know. I'm going to be, because, you know, I, at this point I'd been, you know, I'd been buds with Fred, Freddie. I'd be like, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I hope you know what you're doing because I don't, <laughs> like, I I am going to try my best for sure. Uh, but I am terrified. Like, I have never done this before. Like, so I'm going to I'm gonna be depending a lot on you. And he just went, he was, to his credit, he was just like, you're going to do great. Oh, yeah. I was like, thank you for saying that. I hope, I hope you're... You're right. And then, you know, for me, it was being thrust into this, like, uh, just completely new world. And it was like putting push into the deep end, but I managed to pat doggy paddle my way. Oh, yeah. You were great. I'm not fishing for compliments, I'm, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But for me, I was legitimately like... Oh God. Okay, but for you, you know, I, I maybe maybe we want to go into kind of like your background before we even jump into anime crimes. Like, yeah, like you you've been you've been doing this for you know for a while. So like, what what what's what's your sort of background before even ACD? Yeah, I mean, I've I I am like that weird child that knew I wanted to be an actor when I was four years old. I mm. saw my brother in a play, and I was like, I that I would like to do that forever. Um, mm -hmm. and my parents were like, that's cute. And then I just never <laughs> let go of it. And it was, it was like an annoying obsession, I think as a child. And then I was like, guess what? I'm going to go to high, a special high school for this. And they were like, okay. And then I was like, I'm going to mm. major in this in college. And they were like, good luck. Um, <laughs> they're very supportive, but also I think any, any parent that has a child that like wants to be, I don't know. Like they're like I'm gonna be a rock a, a rock star. They're like, oh okay, sweetie. Hope you make money and like are able to yeah, afford a place. Listen, to live. I know exactly how you're. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my parents were exactly the same way. Yeah. Um, but you know they they are very supportive. I appreciate all the love and encouragement they gave me. Um, so anyway, I ended mm. up at USC knowing that I wanted to be in. I mostly applied to colleges in New York and LA just because I was like, I that's where all the acting happens. Um, mm -hmm. I'm from a small island in Maine where no acting happens, so mm. uh, that seemed like a smart move. So anyway, I came out, I went to USC, um, and then after I graduated, it was just sort of like, bye, good luck, uh, see if you can get some auditions or whatever. Yeah. It, it's a wild, wild world out there. Um, and that, to me, is so daunting. I know. <laughs> at that point, did you have representation? No, I absolutely did Oh, not. my God. So, yeah, continue, please. I'm just like, <laughs> how do people get any jobs ever? I know. We had, at, at the end of college, they did a showcase um, where we got to each perform a scene for, like, a whole bunch of agents and casting directors. And mm. some of my classmates landed really big agents from that. I did not. Mm. Um, I was mm. expecting, I think I was, like, a little... Uh, a little misinformed about what kind of opportunities would come from that showcase. They were like, yeah, okay. you're going to do showcase, then you're going to get your agent, you're going to go on all these auditions, you're going to get rejected a million times, sure. and then eventually you're going to get a series regular in your life, and it's all going to be great. Um, right. I think the biggest surprise for me coming, coming into the professional world in L.A. was how hard it was to even get auditions. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was really expecting 
kind of like what we were talking about with voiceover to go out for hundreds of things and just get right. people telling you no all day long and that's fine and you're happy anyway and then eventually you get something but getting auditions yeah. was really hard really few and far between um i did mm-hmm. have a really lucky moment and this is kind of a, a lot of people's story in hollywood i think is just perseverance combined yep. with like random moments of luck um mm-hmm. so a friend of mine after i got nothing out of showcase a friend of mine who was in the graduate program at usc um he was like oh i got all these meetings out of our showcase and i met with this one agent that i didn't sign with but maybe she'll meet with you and mm. so I signed with this agent for a little while who I ended up leaving, um, but she did get me one audition for Southland, uh, mm-hmm. and it was my first audition, and I booked it, and I got my SAG mm. card, and so nice, it was just nice. like like immediate sort of like foot in the door. Um, yeah, yeah. I played a prostitute. Very, My mm-hmm. parents were very proud. <laughs> and um, And then from there, it was just sort of like any little thing I could get here and there. It was a lot of like you know, just pulling myself up by my own bootstraps or whatever they say. Um, And somewhere in there, there's this website called Actors Access where actors can submit themselves to acting projects. And I was submitting myself myself to all these like short films, student projects, like whatever was on there. And I saw a project called Video Game High School. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this sounds like fun. So I submitted myself for it. And I got a notice from the casting director whose name I kind of recognized. And it turns out she and I went to USC together and we were in a comedy mm. group together. And she was like, we want you to put your do a self-tape for this. So I did one of my very first self-tapes in like my studio apartment by MacArthur mm-hmm. Park um, mm. and ended up getting a little part in Video Game High School, which is where I met Freddie and the whole Rocket Jump team yeah. first. Um, so that was kind of my, my foray into the world that, Freddie and Matt have created um, into like mm-hmm. their web stuff and starting to work with them. Honestly, for years, I thought that they did not think I was funny or good. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Why is that? I think I just I had a couple other friends that worked with them and that were like in video game high school and they would cast in their stuff and they would call them a lot and put them in a lot of different projects. Mm. And like they put me in a couple things, but I just, I just had a few, I just thought like, Oh, they don't think that I'm very special. Like, that's fine. I'm just like not on the top of their list for anything, but like, that's okay. Mm. So when Freddie texted me and was like, Hey, we're doing this thing called anime crimes division. And we are interested, like want to see if you're interested in being like the, the female lead or whatever I was like what it was like this validating (laughs) moment and there was no reason that I felt that way like Freddie has only ever been like incredible to me and Matt and every like you know the the rocket jump team is like the nicest most supportive group of people you could possibly work with um and I think it was just I think I just had like you know Hollywood on my back like weighing on me being like I'm not getting the parts I wanted to get it's probably because I'm bad in some way um, no, that's a very <laughs> like common feeling, right? Yeah. It's you know like you know even even me sometimes you know it's 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 irrational, right? It's like oh like I didn't book that thing I wanted because I oh maybe I'm just not. Good. It's like it's because there are you know uh, five hundred auditions. You know it, it's just you know the odds are always against you, always, right? Always. No matter how good you are, yeah. right? So. Uh, you know, it's funny you, you say that it's, you know, random luck and horror, but a lot of it, it really is for for acting and voice acting. It's 
uh, a lot of it is networking, right? It's, mm-hmm. you know, you met people through school who right. got you, you know, stuff. And then also uh, a, th- a common thing that I hear or, or that is talked about on this podcast, but it's like, you know, you were prepared, right? Mm-hmm. So that when, when opportunities came your way, you were good enough to g- grab them, right? Yeah. Whereas if you were, like, you know, that first audition, you book, you booked your first audition ever? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I mean, my first audition <laughs> out, of, out of college. I had I had done other, like, little things, student sure. films and stuff. But, yeah, my first, like, TV, network TV audition in a reel. And I don't know why they gave me my SAG card. That was kind of, like, a weird – nobody still understands that. They're like, they gave you – because they had to – you have to pay extra to get a non-union actor into the guild – and it was like a two-line hooker role, and they, for sure. some reason, were like, "No, no, we need this girl." <laughs> so thank I mean, you honestly, very you probably <laughs> just were were just dope at the I audition. I just nailed it. I just was so good that the fun part about that was that about four years later, I booked a pilot where mm. I was also playing a hooker, and we uh-huh. shot those scenes in the alley next to the alley that I shot my very <laughs> first hooker scenes in. So it wow. just it came full circle. <laughs> and then it just became like, all right, let's just try to hit every alley on the street, yeah, basically. Yeah, so that yeah. was also kind of the joke when, I, when we were doing Anime Crimes Division, that like that was one of the first times I was on the right side of the law, because I had been playing, <laughs> a lot of, playing a lot of criminals and criminal informants and... You know, bad yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bad guys are fun to play, though. Oh, they so are. They yeah, so yeah. are. Um, but going back to you, so you got the text from Freddie. So, yeah, Freddie hit me up. And he was like, at the time, he was also like, are you an anime fan? And I was like, mm. I was honest. I was like, here's the thing. My boyfriend <laughs> is more of an anime fan than I am. He's introduced me to some Miyazaki films, and we're watching Avatar and, like, some things in that genre. But I I, mm-hmm. I think I literally said I have a lot to learn. And Freddie sure, sure. texted me back something along the lines of, like, haha, perfect. Um, <laughs> because turns out the role is, like, kind of this, you know, she's, like, a noob. And she, she knows yeah. she has her own stuff, but she's also sort of, right. like wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and like newer to this world as opposed to your character who's kind of like grizzled and hardened by the system and yeah 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 um so i don't know i guess maybe that kind of worked out but he yeah he sent me the scripts he was like let me know what you think and i checked him out and i was like this looks amazingly fun (laughs) um and yeah it was the easiest thing i ever booked i guess oh man i you know for me having it be my first live action thing, i mean i'm really my only live action thing but like you know i i i'm like uh, it's a, it was such a wonderful experience and i believe our first scene was the one with the the japanese like crime family right yes, was yeah. that our first scene mm-hmm. so what was your sort of i guess how did you feel going into that like as we were doing that scene so i mean the way rocket jump works also as you know is they move so fast and they're so efficient with everything they do Mm -hmm. um that it was like i think you guys had shot something else earlier that day so i came in like halfway through the first day and met you guys at that second location and it was they were like okay we'll put you in hair and makeup for a second they were like here's this wig i don't know if you knew this but i almost was wearing a wig for the entire series this like short i did not know that <laughs> they came- they're like here's your wig it was like this short like bangs i think kind of bob wig um oh. and they were like putting me in it and freddie walked by and he was like i like her regular hair and they were like okay and just like <laughs> that's how quickly decisions are made um yeah but also i mean 
you Freddie just knows what he's doing and can make those right. decisions that quickly um, for everything from just like, oh, what a character looks like to like how, v- visual effects and how this like incredible visual thing is going to be pulled off. He's done so much of that that yeah. it's just like second nature. So, yeah, it was like, OK, get you ready. Jump into the scene. Here's what's happening. Like, here's this is Sung Wan. Nice to meet you. OK, let's film a scene together. <laughs> like, sure. Jump sure. right in. Um, Did the wig look good? Or I don't were you even, like, thank God? <laughs> I don't think I even got it on. And like, oh, okay, they okay. had it like on one of those head, those like foam, styrofoam heads like next mm. to me. And they were just like putting my hair back to put it in the wig, I think. Yeah. And yeah. Freddie was like, oh, that ponytail that it's already in is good. And mm. she was like, oh, mm. all right, great. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember during that scene, because, you know, again, I'm just like a bundle of nerves, like for most of the. I think probably the prime most of season one, if not all of it, uh, like, but I just remember like going going through that scene and being like, "Damn, she's good." I was like, "I was like, okay, <laughs> she's really good," and like, I I feel like there's a really fun like back and forth sort of like uh, sort of chemistry in the read here. I was like, okay. This will be fun. Like, yeah. No, I, I definitely. Because I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't felt sure that what immediately to expect. Too. Yeah. Th- I think mm. it was like we had those lines where I was like, I was sort of, we had, I had like an aside to you where I was, I don't remember the exact lines anymore, but I was like, I, I don't, I don't trust them or something like that. And you were like, sh- you're like, shut up. It's something, something. <laughs> and like immediately I remember being like, oh yeah, cause there, nothing is more fun than when you're acting with another actor and they actually are giving it to you. You know, they're like yeah. engaging with you and like, you were just immediately right there with me. And I was like. Like all, I was just like, oh, this is gonna be great because all, the whole, <laughs> the whole like series kind of depends on our, our relationship together, and sure, sure. because we were just sort of like thrown into it, I was just like, uh, uh, who knows? This could be great, or this could be like really awkward. But I right, think right. right from that first scene, I was like, oh, I have no, I just had no concerns. I was like, this is gonna be so much fun. Now at that point, I did you know who I was outside of the show at all? Um, gonna be honest, I did not. I yeah, saw, yeah, no, that, I, that's they honestly us, for the better. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us a call sheet. Um, if you're not an actor, what happens when you are, you know, you're like, oh, I booked a role. They send you this list of everybody who's going to be on set with you that day. Uh, so I saw on the call sheet, they had you listed as pro ZD. So I was oh like, God. I, <laughs> I was like, what? And I Googled you, of course, because I was like, is this a robot? What What is ProZD? <laughs> what does this mean? Um, yeah. And and I was like, oh, okay. So, I, I mean, I knew what you looked like, and I think I maybe watched one of your ske- sketches or whatever. Sure, um, sure. But I, just to be like, who um, who is this person? Who? How, so I can imagine them accurately. In my head, it could have easily been like a 70-year-old man or, sure. you know, like the role of Joe was just like this grizzled detective could could yeah. be i can imagine that a million different ways um, right right so you know i i googled you but uh but no i had not i had not heard of you otherwise before no i was gonna i was gonna be like oh i'm because sh- you i was like you could be honest like if you saw that i was like oh god some fucking youtube guy like <laughs> like no, i hope this guy doesn't suck ass like <laughs> here's the thing, i though. would not i would not blame you at all <laughs> well for i think that. Because I did video game high school, which was, Mm. it was like half actors and half YouTubers, essentially. And I had seen, I had like been in the presence of Freddie and Matt. Matt didn't work with us on season one of of Anime Crimes Division, but he came on for Mm. season two. But for video game high school, they can get a performance out of any person. 
So mm. even when Fre- I, I was just thinking of that when you were when Freddie was like, "No, dude, you're good." Like, mm. first of all, he knew you were good from watching your videos, and he wouldn't have put you in it if he didn't think you could carry the show. But sure, I sure. also know that he he knows how to work with any human on camera mm. and like communicate to them and get what he needs out of them. Um, so gotcha. yeah, I mean, I and I trust him so much that even when I was like, "Oh, you know, he Sungwon seems to ma- do majority of his work on like voiceover and." youtube stuff i was like of course great that i had no i had no like qualms about like oh i don't know if he has the right experience for this <laughs> for this very fancy project we're engaging in i was and i was even like he knows more about anime than i do so i hope everybody doesn't think i'm just like some <laughs> idiot <laughs> oh that's so funny because for me i'm like god i hope i don't look like a fucking dipshit in front of all these <laughs> actual actors they're like who the who's this moron like trying to you know act on camera uh so for me it was just like grabbing all my experience with voiceover and trying to apply as much of it to on screen as possible which was still you know for you guys it's like memorizing lines hitting marks thinking about your face like that's all natural (laughs) to you that's so it was such a like I had to really focus. I mean, of course you should focus, but for for me it was especially daunting. But I tried my best, and I, I think it. I think uh, uh, in the end, I was I was happy with with uh, with how it turned out. So yeah, uh, you did great, yeah. and I think you've got. I think coming from a voiceover background, and I think just like the way that your mind works with character serves mm. you so well with live action stuff because. Mm. It's like you understand the difference between, and even in in your sketches and stuff, when you're just like goofily playing a bunch of different characters, you just Mm -hmm. so cleanly understand the difference between like, is this a hero entering the scene? Is this a villain entering the scene? Mm. Is this like, is this person like, does they, do they have a secret? Are they up to no good? Are they just like blindly optimistic about whatever, you know, all of that stuff, it comes through so clearly. It's almost like archetypal work that we talk about mm. in theater school um sure, sure. but you like that that will that serves you so well in like more well, better than i think maybe you think it does in live action just mm. knowing who you are and what the environment I- is and what the scene requires i think yeah. a lot of actors who maybe do majority live action stuff get so caught up in like am I believable? Are they going to believe me as a real human being? Instead of being like, mm. what does the scene require of you right sure. now? What part of yourself are you bringing to this scene? And yeah. So anyway, I think you were very well equipped and you did an incredible job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I think for me, I think the best moments of, of both seasons were like, uh, cause my, I've, I've described this on the podcast before, but my favorite, like what I love about acting, what got me in love with acting at a young age, like, not as long as you, but like high school was um, losing myself in a role, right? Mm-hmm. Like really getting so into it that I'm not even thinking about like, oh, I'm in a scene or whatever. Like I'm just, I feel like I'm really in it, right? Yeah. I really am the character. And and there were moments in, you know, Anime Crime Division. Yeah, it's obviously like all tongue in cheek and it's all, but like I really like let myself get, you know, wrapped up in like emotional scenes. If the character is actually emotional, I was actually getting emotional, even though... I know in my head that it, it's it's also in the end it's supposed to be funny, but I think it only lends. I think what makes that show work is how earnestly we treat everything and how yeah. how you know it, to them it's not a joke. It's all deadly serious, and that's I think what lends itself to the comedy. But 
Uh, are there any other moments in season one that like really stand out to you? Like, like any 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 uh, memories or experiences? Wow. Okay, let me think back. What happened in season one? We had three episodes. <laughs> we had, uh, we had let's subs see. versus dubs. Subs versus dubs. We had the Yu-Gi-Oh uh, den right. crime right. den. Right. Um, and then we had the Gundam killer. That was oh, season yes. one. That's yeah. right. Oh man, what a good time. Um, yeah. I mean, I I also just I feel like the environments that they created were so like tangible if they mm. they re- I felt very immersed as an actor in all of our scenes because of yeah. how much detail went into like that casino scene was incredible uh-huh. they had uh-huh. incredible background artists and the the set that we were on and all the details the costumes and the props and everything were so cool that mm-hmm. just getting into the vibe of that scene cuz obviously it's kind of like poking fun at it's po- it's equally poking fun at anime and at cop shows, right? Like detective yeah. shows and like going undercover into like this sexy casino and like <laughs> you know, it, it it just it made it so easy to get involved in the environments or even like the layer like like the the chief's lair with all the Gundam pieces. Yeah. Like that yeah. was incredible. That, that was set incredible. design. Oh my yeah. god. Um yeah, so it was it made it just easy to to immerse yourself in like the attitude and the environment of the scene and what it required even like that very last the last moments of the third episode where you're like quitting and leaving and it's Mm. you know I just that just came I felt so naturally to like to just like sink into those moments and like feel the gravitas of like yeah yeah even though it is the most ridiculous there are literally yeah. <laughs> like chopped up gundams hanging from strings on the ceiling like <laughs> yeah like i like i said like i you know the scene where i'm holding pointing the gun at him like i really got into it yeah like, there there were parts where like i was like i almost like like lost lost focus i was like oh god like wait get back remember the line remember the line but like i i just got i was like all right well if we're gonna do this i'm gonna go into it uh yeah yeah but but it also helped like you said that the scene like you know kirk is so amazing and you know he's so fun and uh the the set is so the lighting every it just it was like all right yeah Let's, I'm in it. Let, I'm here. I'm in it exactly. Yes. Oh no. I remember when your when your Gundam son was kidnapped. The you like and you like broke down. I was like this. <laughs> it was felt very real, and it yeah. makes my job easier too. Because I'm like trying to comfort you, but I'm like, holy shit, this guy is he's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh that. All those. God. So, just I. So I actually have some notes for season two. But if there's more season one stuff, let me know. Oh, we can go to season two. I love. I just want. I just want to say that, um, just going off, but like you know, bouncing off of you in scenes is so. It was so fun because because first off, you're you're fucking amazing. So like you you hit. It's like no matter what, you hit it all the time. But like. Like those characters just get mad at each other on a dime all the time, and it's <laughs> so fun. Like getting being angry at each other is really fun, but yes. also just like being BFFs is all like, oh my god! Like, uh, <laughs> we man, I feel like we covered like several emotional gambits of like, <laughs> like yeah. several wide spectrums of emotion just with, between those two characters within an episode sometimes. Absolutely, because oh, that's kind of what they were doing. They were like, let's take a cop show 
and boil it down to like the most intense moments or like the yeah. most heightened moments so we got yeah we got all the heightened emotions with like all the bullshit that's normally in a cop show like cut out <laughs> yeah yeah and uh we'll jump into season two feel free if you remember anything from season one to bring it up there's it does not need to be in order sure but like i i literally have the notes i i wrote for i was intentionally gonna earn i was gonna do the videos like i said but i was like ah you know it's, it'd be more fun to talk to somebody about this. And so I was like, okay, I'll do this with Riley. Yes. Um, and I remember the first episode, which is the golf one. Uh, oh, yeah. You, I, I, no, no, no. But for you, you actually got to shoot stuff even before. I wasn't even there for day one. You did, I think, a bunch of your stuff day one. What the hell with, was day one? Day one must have been the crime scene. Like the, the crime scene. Because I wasn't in oh, that scene. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, tape detective. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's funny from my perspective. Like, uh, so my my character has a best friend Hideki in and who mm-hmm. dies in the show. Mm-hmm. And so spoiler. the very first, <laughs> yeah, yeah, spoiler. The very first thing I did in season two was I had to meet up with that actor on a random, actually just right outside where Rocket Jump used to be on a random street. And we just took a bunch of photos together, like oh, we were best right. friends. Yeah, because yeah, they show photos prop. of us later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so right. it was just like, "Hey, nice to meet you. All right, let's take photos where we're best of friends." And then I never saw him again <laughs> because he dies in a scene that I'm not in. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's true. Because <laughs> he gets murdered in the phone booth, uh, and then I never saw him again. But I was like, "Nice to meet you," and I was like, "Maybe I'll." I was like, and as he was leaving, I was like, "Wait, I don't." I have no scenes with him, so I'm never going to see that guy again. No, never uh, again. <laughs> and then uh, I believe the first day was also uh, the kids did their yes, scenes. Yes, the and kids. It was very funny because uh, at the rap party uh, where we watched uh, um, Speed Racer. <laughs> Speed Racer, uh, yes. The, I think young Hideki was there. Uh, or or, or I, I was told either by you or by Freddie or Matt that like, the kids were like big fans of mine, and they were like, "Oh man, where's where's Pro City?" And he's like, yes. "Like Pro City's not coming." And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> I thought." Yeah, they were they were bummed. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but I did get to meet Young Hideki at the rap party, and we took a photo, so that that was nice. Uh, yeah, they were super super cute. I got they were shooting their stuff first, so when I got to set, they were kind of finishing up. But they recognized me. They were fans of the first season. Hell like, yeah! Like I could see them across the parking lot, being like, "That's Diesel," and I was wearing my <laughs> tape detective. Um, costume which might be one of my favorite costumes that I had for that entire yeah. show because it was so comfortable it's like giant like cargo pants and it was just <laughs> ridiculous and hideous and amazing yeah. um so I was wearing my tape detective outfit but they're like they're I could see them pointing at me they're like that's diesel and I was like oh my god I felt like such a <laughs> it was just such a cool moment especially for like little kids to be like yeah. fans of something and they like came up to me and they like wanted to talk to me about season one and they also wanted to know where you were and i was like i will i promise i'll let him know that you say hello <laughs> sure, sure. um but yeah that was kind of, that was cool that they were not only involved but also like fans of the project and not just you know i'm there's a million little kids in hollywood that get cast in things and just show up and do their job but yeah yeah they got they got some pretty cool little kids yeah they seemed very they seemed very fun um, I remember, let's see, well, episode one, you had, you, you did your golf swing, which they almost didn't shoot. Remember that? So, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Freddie sent me, he texted me like a couple weeks before and was like, do you know how to golf? And I was like, sure don't. But, um, <laughs> my boyfriend Kyle does, and maybe he can show me how to swing a golf club. And he was like, yeah, that'd be good. So Kyle and I went to the driving range. 
Um, and Freddie had sent me a video of himself swinging a golf club and like explaining mm. how to do it properly. Kyle sure. and I went to the driving range and Kyle like taught me how to swing a golf club, which is way harder than I expected it to be. I was like, mm. I can swing a fuck you. Of course I can. Sorry, you can cut that if we can't swear. Oh, no, you can swear. Um, yeah. Great. So I was like, fuck you. Of course I can swing a golf club. That's easy. But it's it's not mm-hmm. as easy as it looks. Um, right. So I did work hard on that. I sent Freddie like a video of my golf swing. He was like, it's pretty good. Here's an adjustment. So I was like, I had done some training. I had done mm. some golf training. Yeah. Um, and we were shooting on this like actual golf course, which was mm-hmm. very beautiful. Yeah. Um, and the whole, you know, it's that whole scene is leading up to this golf hitting a child with a golf ball <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so that he stops running away with what was he running away with uh oh god what was it it was the he had swapped his love letter card, with your my sign up papers for uh the city oh, ha- housing uh, Oh uh, yeah, how, the what the hell? Prestige Television City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. you so were moving, and it was your application to move mm-hmm. to Prestige. Right, and right. he was running away with it. And I save the day. You break the golf club. I repair the golf club, mm-hmm. and then swing and hit a golf ball and hit a child in the head with it. Yeah, and he stops, and the day is saved. Yeah. Um, and it was, we were definitely running out of light. I remember it getting like pretty dark mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, they're like, okay, let's get this shot. Let's get, let's move on to the next one. They're like, Riley, you're wrapped for the day. Mm. Goodbye. Yeah. And I was like, wait, wait, a, did you need me to swing the golf club? Like <laughs> yeah. we practiced so hard and they were like, oh shit. Yes, we do need that from you. That's, that made it into the BTS, which I was, I was happy with. I also, that same, that golf scene day, I really loved how they shot that scene where you're chasing oh in like a half circle running around yeah yeah i thought that was so clever because it looks like they're just it looks like the camera guy is running along with you but the way they did it was they they created like this arc Mm -hmm. this like half circle arc and so someone ran around an arc and they followed him along it almost like a protractor is that uh, the right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a protractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a protractor. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you were always the same distance away from the camera along the arc, it it totally worked. And you yeah. didn't have to like, they didn't have to run alongside you for miles and miles. You did have to do a lot of running. You did I did. A lot more running that day, I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> running in a half arc, running up a hill. Yeah, a lot of running yeah, that day. Yeah, lots of running. Uh, the only other note I had for this episode uh, was... Oh, there's a line uh, where I, it's. I think it's my my tape for Prestige, and uh, I will say I don't think you'll understand this reference, but there's a line in there where it's like the line uh, something. My hate for anime is bigger than the gaping plot holes in Bleach. I just want people to know that was an improv of mine because uh, they asked me to rewrite nice. a line. Um, nice. Nice. Uh, just so you know, Bleach is an anime, Riley. That is really bad and has gaping plot holes. So. Yeah, um, I mean, I trust you. If you wrote yeah. that line, I, I believe you. <laughs> um, I no, do not. I, you're right. It went right over my head. But <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. That's why I, I, but I, now I will say, uh, I believe it was uh, after that shoot, um, I was because like I was waiting for like a lift or something. And then you were like, oh, do you just want to ride back? And that started the thing where we drove to each each uh, every shoot day together. Right. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I think w- we discovered that we live like a mile away from. Yeah, each other. Yeah, we live pretty and, close to each other, and so we yeah. we were like, yeah, let's just carpool. Uh, which honestly, I think uh, 
kind of because I, I think we got along pretty well in season one but i think by season two i was like yo riley's a bud i was like yeah yeah because yeah. totally. we it just ended up being a lot of just shooting the shit as we were going and like just sort of learning about and i learned about uh oh what was it there was like your you love survivor survivor I I um survivor. also an interesting thing yeah an interesting like your background where you didn't watch any cartoons <laughs> i don't know if you want to talk about this <laughs> oh but, i mean sure yeah i didn't yeah. have a tv growing up my dad my my mom and my dad are divorced but live in houses that are like uh i don't know maybe 300 yards away from each other mm-hmm. um my dad had a tv that you could like hook up to like tin foil and get like three or four channels on and my mom had no tv mm-hmm. so i yeah i didn't watch tv really i mean i watched in terms of animated stuff i watched like all the disney movies that came Mm, out when we were kids because we were in a pretty we were in a pretty solid disney movie time sure it was like little mermaid aladdin lion king like i was in i was into those ones but in terms of like cartoons no i there i just didn't weren't on my radar because I remember you were at my place once for like a board game thing, and we were playing a game called Telestrations. I don't know if you remember this. It's the one where you drop. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Of course, okay. I remember this because yeah. this this happens in any like <laughs> cool millennial friend group that I get myself into at any point. At some point, everyone's like, "Let's all talk about the pop culture shit we have in common," and I'm like, "I will see myself out." <laughs> oh, it was great though. It was great because. Illustrations is a game where you draw a picture or or you write a word. People have to draw the picture and then you pass it. Like then they have to draw a word of what they think the picture is and so on. It's like telephone. But I'm also a really bad drawer. Oh, I'm like, even, so I'm on even top worse. of that. Yeah. And like we're playing with Anne Marie, who's like an incredible artist. <laughs> so I'm looking at other people's drawings and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was was it was it Squidward from SpongeBob SquarePants? I think it was very possible. I think which do you still know? not know who squidward is it's okay if you i don't. mean i have an image in my head is he pink no that's uh patrick uh so i do not know who gotcha squidward is. gotcha yeah. uh yeah but i think it was just it was honestly more fun because it's like what do you think this character looks like <laughs> and it was no because i honestly i think that game is less interesting if all the drawings are good and it's just super, accurate and it's sure. super accurate it's way funnier if it just goes off the rails so you know, giving giving you like, I don't know, like Squidward, who like you know for uh, most people our age is like, oh yeah, we I just know who that is. It's like Mickey Mouse, right? But I love <laughs> just your interpretations, like, and I'm promising I'm not making fun of you. I I no. I loved it. I was like, this is so and such a great like uh, dynamic to add to this game. Um, it's kind of a fun like and it's it's kind of the reason why improv is fun too because mm. if you get an improv suggestion in a show I did a lot of improv in college mm-hmm. uh, and frequently you know you take suggestions from the audience and they're like this thing and for me 90% of the time I'm like don't know what that is for a lot of people maybe <laughs> it's like 50% of the time but sure. you just do it anyway and yeah. it ends up being delightful if you're like I'm gonna do a whole scene about Squidward let me tell you about <laughs> Who Squidward is? He he, you know, uh, was he was a child who was scuba diving, and he encountered a school of squid, 
and one of them mm-hmm. um, just just he they bonded and he took he took him home mm-hmm. and they became best friends and then the lightning struck and there was this like moment this sort of like superhero gets his powers moment yeah. where the squid and the child became fused into one yeah. and and so the child became half squid but he couldn't he could only move backwards with his squid tentacles which is why they call him Squidward mm-hmm. and oh sh- <laughs> That's the origin story of Squidward. So that's just, honestly you know, a better version. Yeah, having no frame of reference gives you full freedom to be like, well, I'm going to tell you exactly what this is. <laughs> I did not think you were going to even go the uh, backward forward route with word. I thought I you mm. went an extra step ahead. That's incredible. Um, or be <laughs> or backwards. But uh, let's see. Episode two is the AMV Alley stuff. Uh, oh, that which, was. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, I was just thinking because somebody asked us on your Twitter question, what was your favorite scene to shoot in Anime Crimes Division? Yeah. And like past past Riley would be like, not that one. Mm-hmm. But because like shooting it was a nightmare it was it was like horrible it was, but it was, horrible. It was yeah. also like kind of awesome because of how awful it was. Yeah. Um. For context, it was 115 degrees there in Los Angeles. It was a heat wave. It was a that crazy day, heat wave. Yeah. It was outrageous, and it just so happened. This is what happens when you, you know, we were shooting for two weeks. You don't necessarily, you can't predict the weather, really. Right. And in L.A., the weather's kind of the same every day. So yeah. if there's something weird happens, it's like, wow, we, who knew that there was going to be a 115 fucking degree day? <sighs> and that just so happened to be the day that we were in a giant warehouse with no air conditioning. It was a night um, shoot too, which it was a it, night shoot, oh and it didn't God. even even at like four in the morning, it was still like a hundred degrees. Yeah, and we were doing st- we were doing fight stunt scenes. We were like running and jumping, and <laughs> it yeah. was a lot of. It was very physical. Because um, we, we were record- really tired and really hot. Because did they film your like uh, I guess spoiler shooting the guy? I'm just going to say guy mm-hmm. shooting the guy from the stairway scene before AMV Alley stuff. Was that no, first? No, that was after. That was It was after? last. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. What was the I last was so tired. scene? What was the last scene we did then that day? The last scene we did that day. Cuz I wasn't in the in the st- Are you sure it wasn't Cause I think we no. Did... We started with the you going up the stairs and okay. the that my stunt double jumping through the window. Yeah, which was so badass and I could never do in real life. Uh huh. Which that oh yeah that was fucking cool. Yeah, that was uh, very watching cool. stunt people is incredible. I know um, they're just the, Freddie's like, hey, do you think that you could time this so that you <clears throat> dive through this window that's like two feet by two feet, and. Yeah fly into a scene where another person is running and tackle that person onto a bed and she was just like absolutely yeah she just nailed in like they basically got like in in one but like yeah let's just do another just for coverage it was incredible um Um, i think we started with that and then we went down to actual am the alley and we did all the like walking through stuff i almost feel like you had a break when we shot the st- the big high fall stunt mm-hmm. with the shooting, yeah, and then maybe did we finish with Mama Sasuke or oh maybe that's what it was something like that yeah because I it remember... all blends together because we were very tired yeah I remember I there was so that that night I I really thought I was losing my mind because <laughs> it was so hot but also I was fucking sleepy. And because it, yeah. it's like, well, I mean, you're just kind of sitting there. It's too hot to think. There's no, 
there was like one person found like a like a fucking cut like a sofa or something, and I was like, I want to murder you. I was like, I want, <laughs> I want to murder you just to take your spot on that. Like the, or, I don't think it was even like a sofa. It just was like a, like some kind of mattress or something. And I was like, I, I want to, I want to kill you. Uh, but then when I finally got to shoot, uh, the set was so cool for that AMV alley scene, mm-hmm. and it was really it was fun, so you know, cool. walk and talk down the down the alley. Yeah. Oh man, it was it was very uh, very refreshing, like to finally actually get to work. Uh, because it was miserable in that in that it warehouse. Was so, it was night bad. shoots are are already kind of miserable because mm-hmm. your whole body and brain gets broken by. They're yeah. like usually, you know, you get to set at like seven a.m. and you wrap by seven p.m. and it's a relatively normal day. Maybe you had to wake up early, but it's like you know, it's a day of work. With a night shoot, you get there at like seven p.m. and you mm. wrap at seven a.m. and it's you get home and it's light out and it's yeah. weird and it just bra- it breaks my brain every time. So yeah, the combination of just being like weirdly sleep deprived and so hot. <laughs> it would have been bad I enough think, as a night shoot, but it just had to be like 120 degrees. It was yeah. so hot. But it everybody was, was such a... I, I, that was kind of the cool part about that day was that we got to set. It was so miserable. And everybody, as soon as you looked anyone in the eye, it was like a common understanding of like, wow, this sucks for all <laughs> yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just going to like do whatever we can do to make it through. And somehow it's all going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think that same episode, I also, uh, we did, there we, we did police station stuff and I got to do the harness stunt where oh, I got yeah, pulled onto the mat. That was fun. Um, and it looks great. Did that cut. hurt? No, I don't. Yeah, it, it was, it was very, uh, they're very professional. They were just like, yeah, yeah. this is just, just gonna pull you back. And it was fun. I think you got a video of it. Uh, I did. It was cool. I got a slow-mo video. Cause at the same time they like, they hooked someone up to a string and like yanked. They just like yanked him, <laughs> yanked you back onto yeah. this mat, and simultaneously, like six different crew members threw shit into the air, like threw handfuls of dust and dirt and papers, and papers yeah. to make it feel like an explosion had just happened. So I was just like off on the side, like taking a slow mo iPhone video because I was like, "This is going to be cool," and it was. It was so <laughs> it tight. Was cool. Uh, let's see, episode three. That was the the void. Which that void set's fucking trippy. Oh yeah, see, I was not there for the void. Oh, you weren't there for the void, but we did yeah, the. You were uh, alone. Oh, but for season one, we did the um, the intro there. We were, yeah. We, yeah I've yeah, been yeah, on yeah. that set before because we, mm. and that's also where we shot your apartment on that in that same. Yeah, yeah. And the jail cell. That's, did we actually go into the jail cell or, or wait? The we, jail cell. No, that was cell? like the jail cell was like a, an interstitial moment of you like asleep. Oh, in a jail that's cell. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, did we? Did we? Did you do the thing where? Because they told me to do this. It was crazy. Where you, on that white void set, you face the wall, you close your eyes, walk forward, and open. Did you do this on that set? Uh I don't. I don't know. For some reason, that sounds familiar because it do, it like disorients you completely. It basically right? makes you think feel like you're actually in a vast void because if you just wild, yeah, yeah, you you, you look because for those of you who didn't see the scene, it's a completely white space. Basically, it's like a corner and it's like a white space. And yeah, like if you're just looking outside of it, yeah, it just looks like a white corner. But if you walk in the middle of it, just walk forward, close your eyes, walk forward, and open them, and it really does feel like you're in like 
like the matrix no where it's just like a giant void around yeah it was, it was crazy It's because the wall is curved so you can't see where the wall meets the floor yeah. and just that amount of not i think it's like that horizon thing that they talk about with people in space or something there's something about if you don't know where the horizon is mm. your brain is like well we're just lost we could be anywhere yeah, yeah. so i don't know if that has anything to do with it but yeah no, it i think that's feels probably like very related yeah <laughs> you're just like in yeah like the matrix exactly yeah, and that, that episode had some fun stuff. I got to dr- spill a Gatorade all over myself. Uh, I had to wear a fucking gun attached to my head that kept falling off. It was a pain in the ass. Um, we also had some cave scenes, uh, which I don't know oh, if you remember yeah. this. Right after we shot those cave scenes. Oh, they to, caught on fire. They caught on fire, yeah. <laughs> they like, yeah. And they immediately caught on fire afterward. And we were like, wow, we uh, dodged a bullet there. We were uh, just there. Yeah. yeah. I know, and I, w- I remember thinking, because I think they said when we were at Bronson Caves, they were like, oh, there's another film shoot coming in after us, so we have to, like, get out of here in time. Right. And then then it caught fire, so sucks for that other film shoot. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, episodes four through six to me are, like, a blur, because, well, first off, there was Beach Day, which was amazing. Uh, beach day was amazing and i think we were we all knew and we we're looking forward to beach day the entire shoot yeah uh, um, this beach beautiful day was, private beach and everybody was in was a great g- mood gorgeous uh just uh yeah i i was like man why can't all shoot day i mean all i mean that whole shoot was wonderful but like that day was just in particular very nice <laughs> like we you got to walk you got to walk down the hill to like this beautiful long beach uh and just uh, I think t- that was the first day that Monique was on set as well. Yes, yes, and she killed so it. So that, yeah. that's also like a fun actor thing, which is like, okay, so today you're going to meet your mother <laughs> <laughs> right, for the right, first right. time. Yeah. You've got a very long, storied, contentious relationship with her. Um, action. And you're just like, hello, nice to meet you. You're my mother. We have a history. I hate you. <laughs> also excited to work with you. You're fantastic. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. But yeah, yeah, she was yeah. amazing. She killed it. I was like... Uh, very she immediately had the right energy uh, and we got to do the scene where i like throw up um yes. you know yeah that was a lot of what fun. did they give you for your throw up that was like a mixture of like oh god i barely remember maybe like milk and cereal probably probably like yeah. something similar to what you had for season one yeah because i remember being there they were like this is like strawberry milk and oatmeal or something and they were mm. like we it Theoretically, it would be what you had for breakfast. And I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I think but mine also was similar. Gross. Also, yeah. that gif of you throwing up, I think, is a pretty, that's a, it's a pretty uh, popular gif on Twitter, I think. Is that? Yep. It's, yeah. that's going to be my legacy for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's like the number one result when you look up like barf or hurl or. Is it really? It's, yeah. That's honestly, you kinda, know something? that's honestly awesome, actually. <laughs> Do you want to know something even crazier? The, yeah, what's up? I don't, this might be like too weird to put in, so you can cut this out if it's too weird. But no, no, go, go for it. The woman who died at the Capitol riot insurrection, Uh huh. they found her, like one of my friends was like, yeah, I was looking her up on Twitter. And if you go into her recent tweets, like three down from that is her tweeting that gif of me throwing up. Whoa. Isn't that weird? That's wild. so. Anyway, yeah, everybody has that gif. It's everywhere. It's it's great. It's a great puke gif. I'm so glad I could con- contribute that to, <laughs> to the pop culture <laughs> world. <laughs> oh man! Actually, when you you recently tweeted like search yourself in the gifs, and the third one is the whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you when you're drunk, uh-huh. uh, and that's my first one. If you search my name, that's oh, the first one that comes stupid. up. I was like so close. <laughs> 
Um, let's see. That was also the episode where we recorded, or not recorded, but filmed in the the Scientology building. Oh which my was god! A I can't. Weird place. That was. That was weird. so. I still, and I don't know if if anybody listening is a Scientologist. I don't fully understand, and I'm don't wish you any offense, but like. Yeah. I don't know why the Scientologists let us film our cult scene <laughs> yeah. in their building. They were just like, this is cool with us. Like, we took, we didn't, I didn't, the, our art department took their pictures off the wall and put up our own cult symbols. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we shot our, our cult scene <laughs> in yeah. the Scientology building. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, I mean, they were like, uh, not only that, the scene where I'm. Uh, <laughs> tortured uh yep. the scene like all yeah i guess they just uh they're like yeah whatever um cult headquarters i mean brilliant geniuses rocket jump for get for like even thinking that that would be possible to get that location like what if yeah. we could get the scientology library as our cult headquarters and right. then getting that place <laughs> yeah it was ridiculous it was amazing it was so bizarre in there there were like all those those urns of like prophecies in those glass cases where they were like this prophecy cannot be opened yeah. until the year 2070 it was like so specific it was like april 19th yeah. 2073 yeah you can open this prophecy yeah so weird it was weird uh this episode had a lot of good stuff it had beach day but it all i think this is my favorite episode of, of this it's season. a good episode um and uh it has my favorite scene, which is, the, I'll get into the one take hallway fight in a second. But oh my god! So right good. before that is a scene where we have to do like the close up almost kiss. Oh, <laughs> that was one of the funniest. I because you know it's like the energy of like, hey, if you have to stare somebody directly in the eyes, right? Like that mm. already is hard to not laugh, right? But then that scene to me was that times a thousand, and it also didn't help that the crew was also trying not to laugh, and I can sense that. But I was dying. I it was so funny, especially like the way, like ah, I gotta go. Okay, oh, just oh my god. Uh, that was definitely one of those moments that everybody knew exactly what the scene was that we were making fun of. Like we have seen that exact yeah. scene so many times in so many different things, and it's yes. always so ridiculous. Right. And even reading it when we first got the scripts for season two, I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be. So everyone was like anticipating how ridiculous it was going to be. So even just like, even just having that in you, just knowing like this is going to be hard and so. But if we could pull it off, it's going to be so funny. Oh, uh, man. Uh. To your credit, you're unbreakable. I don't. Th- I don't think you. Did you break once? Ever. Um, I, laughing wise, yeah. I don't think so. I think I'm. Pr- I think it's again like I did so many improv shows yeah, and stuff yeah. that I'm. I'm pretty good at not laughing i actually remember and i I did a lot of sketch comedy after college again because i was like i guess i have to make my own work so i'm Mm going to start a sketch group sure um i remember one of the only times i ever broke in a show in a sketch show Mm -hmm. and it was such a lesson for me because what i did was i waited i i held for a laugh because it's Mm -hmm. a live audience so you like wait till they stop laughing and yeah. I held a little bit too long, and for mm. some reason, that pushed me uh. right <laughs> over the edge. And I was, like, totally fine yeah. up until then. 
and I held for like a beat too long and yeah. and like then the joke hit me and I was like oh no and I couldn't <laughs> get it together for the rest of the scene which sometimes is really funny to watch yeah, yeah. you know like Jimmy Fallon or whatever on SNL like sure or Bill Hader doing Stefan like, yeah that, exactly yeah. the whole joke of that sketch is the writers are putting shit on the teleprompter that he's never seen before right. and they're trying to make him laugh because it's so delightful yeah. to see him crack up yeah so which also honestly it's so funny to see you break that like part of me in that scene was just like make Sungwon break oh make break. my <laughs> well you succeeded oh my god like and I, I'll be honest I don't think I actually break that easily like I, I maybe that was like one of the few times I broke like over and over but I no I, you're pretty stoic I'm pretty, pretty stoic. stoic and I'm, I'm just thinking about like voiceover as well like I don't usually break during, like, even during group recordings or anything like that. But uh, if I get the if I get the giggles, uh, yeah, it's hard. I, which it's I did in that over. scene, it was oh, it was rough. But that was I mean, it, it. Turned out great. Uh, that's I thought that scene was hilarious. And then the one take hallway fight, which you oh didn't God, have to so shoot, good. but I had to no. shoot. So that was like. Uh, I met with that stunt team, I think, maybe, like, a couple days before, and that was, like, three mm-hmm. hours of rehearsal. Just choreography. Choreography, and, yeah. learning it all. And then the actual scene, I think, took, like, five hours to shoot. Uh, so, it, and I will say, people ask, most of that fight is me. It yeah. is only two parts where it's a stuntman. And it is, I can actually, I have the time frames here. Ten, <laughs> ten, ten minutes to 10.05, there's a kick. I don't do that yeah. kick. Uh, and then uh, 10, 14, and 10, 16, the fall. I don't actually do the fall. But everything else, uh, yeah. that's that's me uh, for the most part. Uh, and that was one of those, like, bucket list. Like, I had tweeted, like, months before, like, bucket list goal one day to be in a ridiculous, like, uh, choreographed fight scene. I think Freddie must have seen it or, or something <laughs> like that. Because when I saw it was in the script, I was like, oh, my God. But then I was like, oh, my God, I have to do that now. But yes. uh, I think it turned out great. And then it did. fucking Senzaki puts a rap oh over my it, God. which is that he just wrote on the spot. He's uh, a genius. He's incredible. And he also did the, uh, for those of you who aren't aware, he did the, the vocals for the um, the second season's opening, which is a great opening. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he sings the rap, right? Yes, and he sings the rap, uh, yeah. which was which just made it even better. He also um, plays the character Senzaki in the first, very first episode. He's like one of the first characters you see ch- that someone's chasing. That's right. Um, and he ran sound for the entire shoot. He's yeah, he's a magician. He's, he's incredible. He's wonderful. Um, you looked so good in that scene. I don't know how you felt. I kind of felt this way about my gunfight scene mm. in uh, AMV Alley at the time. And again, maybe it's because I was so tired and so hot. Um, and cause I didn't get pre-training on, mm. oh, that's incredible to me that you just got we did that like, spot. That's Fr- Freddie was like, come over here real quick. Let me show you what you're going to do. And I was oh, like, okay. God. Uh, he's like, here, here's how you hold a gun. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Great. Um, so at the time I was like, I really hope I pulled this off and mm. the way they cut it together and shot it and I, they made me look so cool he after so the fact sick. when I finally saw it, I was like, Oh my God. I don't know if you felt that way about your one take f- hallway fight scene, but you looked so cool. <laughs> I didn't feel that way because I had practiced. I'm That's amazed true. though, that you did all that with no prep in advance. 
even I mean, holding I had, the gun. Oh man, that's nuts. <laughs> I had way less to do than like you that. And the, if you guys haven't, you those of you listening, if you haven't seen the behind the scenes on the one take hallway fight scene, you absolutely should because they do a side by side watching and you can watch how they shoot it and mm-hmm. then watch what shows up on screen. And yeah. Lauren Heratunian, who's yeah. also a genius, yeah. um, is 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 basically a choreographed character in the fight. She's holding the camera and she's, she's like amazing. doing all these moves yeah. and she's doing you feel it in the camera when it, when someone takes a hit and yeah. she's like moving around all of the the stunt guys who are like getting hit and falling and dying and like whatever and sung one and then sung one stunt double it's incredible the choreography is amazing it was one of the most difficult but one of the most like satisfying things i've done like i yeah. i i was like honestly if we had gotten to season three, I was like, oh, man, I want me and Riley to have, like, a fight. I know. Not, not against, was like, well, maybe against each other, but, uh, like, side by side, like, taking yes. out bad guys. Totally. Uh, you know, I never want, say so, never. I'm just putting that in the universe. Like, someday down the line when we get when we get season three and, like, ten years have passed yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, mm-hmm. in our lives. Because right. that can still happen. Yeah. I want, like, I want us on wires. I want, yes. like, you know. Like a full on, I want pulled out all the stops, the most epic like team fight scene it would that's be ever been made. Incredible! It uh, would be incredible. Yeah. Um. So that was that was my favorite scene, and uh, yeah, no, I I think it turned out. I I was confident it would turn out good because of how everyone else, like the stunt people and you know the people filming it, I was like, I trust them fully. Like they will make yeah. me look good. Um. And it, it turned out, it turned out, it was kind of funny though. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> like we, we kind of, we had rehearsed it. And so we were doing it too fast. Like, Oh Freddy, really? Yeah. We were like, cause in the, uh, like we were just like, bam, bam. And Freddie's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You need to like, we need to like catch all of that. Cause right. yeah. Cause so we, you know, we were prepared to do it like faster, like way faster. Wow. It was like, but it was like, no, no, you have to land, like you know, make sure, especially because you got to make, make sure your camera has tight. You know, do this angle, do this angle, do th- this angle. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was very fun. Uh, the last ep- couple episodes, basically, I just remember I screamed so much that I lost my oh, voice. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, and you were like, uh, I have voiceover jobs coming up. Like, do you and really need I to had keep to screaming? reschedule. <laughs> Oh no! That was on. That was on me, though. I, uh, I just wanted to give it my. It was the last thing we were shooting. I wanted to give it my all, and uh, I mean, you know, rescheduling is not uncommon. It's like you know, oh, uh, just let them know in advance. And I was like, yeah, I, I have to reschedule. This is I lost my voice. <laughs> um, and also we got some kick-ass outfits in that in that last scene. Uh, yeah, that was another great set too. Like. That we were was like cool. under like a park, right? Yeah, it yeah, was like a water yeah. treatment plant or That's something. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was wild. Um, and I think they actually, if I remember correctly, I think they actually lost their original location like right before we were supposed to. Sh- they found that was like a last mm, minute that they found that location and yeah. like made it look amazing. It looked so good, and that machine they built was so tight yeah that that i had to plug the blood hard drive into i still that line is still the (laughs) funniest thing i think i'll ever say on any on in anything ever let's go take all of your blood and squirt it into the internet so we can save anime (laughs) 
Oh Anthony Birch, God. thank you so much for writing that line. It's so good. Um, is I, that's all the notes I had. Is there anything from either season that like that came up or like any anecdotes or anything that you can think of? Man, I don't know. I mean, it was just it was such a fun project to work on from start to finish. There was no drama there was mm. you know it was so easy i'm sh- you know i say that as a cast member i i don't fully know what happens behind the scenes but like from what i can gather everybody worked together really well it was yeah. such a great team to work with um yeah it was just super super fun and, and rewarding and like over way too soon <laughs> yeah i describe it as like it's like really intense summer camp yeah like like everyone like you know makeup like uh production you know cameras lights you know just like everybody is like at least on that shoot like was having fun like you know it feels like a big family you see these people every day like for like 10 12 hours a day for two weeks and then uh and then you go home and it's like oh (laughs) yeah uh which for me i'm not used to for you you know you you've done several like for me i'm like Oh wow! Like, that's intense. Uh, <laughs> and you you miss it. You're like, oh, I wish we could. I don't know. Uh, season. Yeah, that's why you want a season three, not just because you know you right. want to work, but just like I want to do this again. I want to like yeah. see these people. And you want to know. You want to find out what happens to their characters and like what happens next. And, yeah. Yeah. If you're listening yeah. to this, listeners, and want a season three, go go poke Crunchyroll or something on Twitter or whatever. Or go watch it, and I don't know, like. Just know that we're down, <laughs> and <laughs> and Freddie and them I think are down. Just yeah, uh, yeah. we're just uh, hanging out. I we're... you know I I don't think it's impossible. I I I I, I could definitely see it one day happening. You know if if we're lucky. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. I think that would be very very be cool. It was very, such very a fun, fun thing to shoot. Yeah. Now, um, we, are there any uh we I asked Twitter for any suggestions for topics and. Were there any that you wanted to cover on there? Uh, well, some of them were about ACD, which was okay. great. So I think we, I think we touched on some of those. There was somebody asked if we thought we would be good detectives in real life, mm, um, okay. and I, I think we would. Yeah. Based on playing board games together, <laughs> I think we both are like analytical thinkers. Yeah. We I agree. we don't get like we don't lose our heads very easily. Mm-hmm. You know, how I are you in like be... escape rooms? I fucking love escape rooms. I do- I dominate. I'm yeah, great yeah. at escape I, rooms. I I am I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm also very good at escape rooms. So I think we'd be yep. kick ass detectives. Yeah, I think that's that is the the entrance test to become a detective. They're just like, do this escape room. Mm-hmm. If you're good at it, you here's your badge. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think that's all you need. Uh, <laughs> totally. We should do escape rooms when it's safe. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm so down. I love I, escape rooms. I'm definitely like thinking of like people who are like, okay, um, who would be like a good uh, in an escape room? And you're definitely someone who comes to mind. Yes. Um, so the answer is yes for detectives. Any other any other ones that Obviously. you you thought were um, that you wanted to cover? Um, I don't know. Some people asked some stuff about anime that I just don't know. I'm uh, so sorry. I just forget sorry. those ones then. Yeah. Just uh, anything fine. you actually legitimately want to answer. <laughs> um. What was it? I feel like there. Oh, there was somebody asked something really like deep and existential. Sure. It was like, what's your biggest, greatest nightmare, biggest dream, greatest nightmare? You want to find? You like, want to go? You want, you want me to find the thread real quick? 
Holy shit. Yeah, it was I think it was just something. It was like what is your greatest biggest dream and greatest nightmare? It might oh, not have been phrased exactly like that, but that was the idea and I was like, "Holy shit, Twitter. Okay." Uh, um sure. Uh we you want to end with that one then? What oh yeah, <laughs> oh, what's your I mean, worst okay. I'm I'm looking at it. What's your worst nightmare best dream? Wait, are they talking so, about like actually sleeping or like in life? That's what I was thinking. I was like, and I maybe this is just where my brain goes because I have narcolepsy and the Mm. whole thing with narcolepsy is that you dream pretty much immediately once you start sleeping and you dream the whole like the whole time it just Mm. I dream I dream and dream and dream yeah um and I was just thinking about like I don't necessarily have like a nightmarish when people ask you like what's your biggest fear Mm. you know I'm afraid of like my parents dying and I'm afraid of um I don't know like the tr- the Trump people taking over sure sure <laughs> but like I don't really have like a like sharks you know like I don't have like a mm, mm. I- an image for my greatest nightmare so to me nightmares are just like this this like experience almost like being on set or being kind of what we were talking about like being in an, in an environment where like you just you get the you get the feeling from the environment that like shit is going to go badly mm, and it's <laughs> and you can't escape it or when i have good dreams i dream a lot about like i don't know i build a lot of buildings in my dream not like physically build them but like i find mm. myself in interesting environments a lot in my dreams interesting okay. buildings and interesting like places and stuff so anyway i was thinking about all that and then i was like i wonder what song one dreams about so th- i just thought that was kind of a fun one what do you dream about huh worst uh i think my worst nightmares are the, actually the same thing as my actual worst like in l- fear in life which is what you said uh, death of loved ones that's mm-hmm. legitimately what scares yeah. me the most like uh not to get super heavy but i don't f- i'm i maybe it's just me being like I'll live forever, but like, or but I I don't have a lot of fear about my own death, cause mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. for others, like, sort of like the thought of like, and you know, I've had family death before, but my neither of my parents have have died, uh, and you know, the thought of like one of them and like you know having to continue life, you know, that's yeah. a very scary thought to me, uh, or like you know. You know, if or a close friend, or you know, you know, if somebody, yeah. So that that's uh that's definitely the and so my worst nightmares have been ones like, like that where like oh well, like I actually had one where like both my parents died in an accident and I was like oh my god like it felt so real and so yeah visceral. Uh, uh, the best dreams. Mm, let's see. I've only had like I don't know if this is the best dream, but one of the most kind of fun dreams I remember having is have you ever lucid dreamt before? Yeah, so that's also part of narcolepsy is like not only do you just start dreaming pretty much as soon as you fall asleep, um, mm. but sometimes you start dreaming before you fall asleep or as you're falling asleep. So you're just aware. I have a lot of like I'm aware that I'm asleep and dreaming moments and occasionally you just hallucinate if you're, you know, I medication see. isn't correct. And you're, sure. Like I've had I remember in high school falling asleep in math class and and, and like being aware that I was kind of falling asleep, but being like, okay, you need to wake yourself up, and then you definitely need to ask, you need to tell the teacher that thing mm-hmm. about how Jared needs to wear a tie in the second act of Tommy because I was crewing Tommy at the time and it was on costume crew, mm-hmm. and like it was just all my my brain just converged into one 
thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was just like my first memory of like having dreams converge with real life. But yeah, for now I think I'm better at being like, oh, I'm in a dream. I know I'm dreaming. Oh, it's a dream. Cool. Let's fly. And I'll just mm-hmm. be like, we're going to fly now. It's a flying dream. Hooray. We're flying around. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, my, my one, the one time I've ever lucid dreamt was, and this was a long time ago. Like I remember I realized I could dream. So I was like, okay, uh, you know, I want ice cream. And I just made like an ice cream stand up here and I just had ice cream. And I was like, yes, but I think I had, I made it appear and I was like, okay, I want to go there. And I just flew there. Like I just yes. remember, <laughs> yeah, it's the one time I've ever lucid dreamt, but I was like, this is rad. And then I woke up before I could like do anything more with it. Uh, I often find I don't remember a lot of my dreams when I wake up, but I think also in the same ballpark is ones where I'm like, bummed i woke up because like i wanted to see what happened next or uh mm, you know mm-hmm. it, it was almost like a good story like those are yeah uh ones that i kind of i can't think of any off the top of my head but something like that that's the sort of feeling of like oh like like uh, and you will never be able to like go back to it or maybe see that I, that's something you? that i've that i've been able to do yeah that, that's like one of the few skills that i'm like this is dope um, frequently I'll, I'll wake up and be able to go back to the same dream. And sometimes I'll wake up again and still be able to go back to the same dream and just be like, wow. no, I'm not ready yet. I want to see what happens next and like go back and keep messing around in that world. I, but I think I, I think I got cool. good at that. I don't think I was always able to do that. I think that like took some practice. <laughs> Damn. Okay. And I guess to apply it to life, I guess, uh, so, well, I think maybe this might be one good one to end on. So, for me, I think we both of our worst nightmares was death of a family member, right? Yeah. Uh, but for dream in life, I guess I, I think I, I think I'll go first just because I think I've said mine before. But for me, if I can go through life, uh, so so I don't even there's like there's a difference between like what's the ideal best life and what my dream is, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, totally. Because I think for me, like for me, I think a good life is as long as I you know. Surrounded myself with people I love and had a good time. That's ultimately what's gonna matter, I think, for me. But mm-hmm. for like dreaming, like let's say you know whatever. Uh, for me, I would love you know. I look at a lot of voice actors who are like, you know, seventy, eighty, and they're still working. And I'm like, if I can like go through because you know this is something I've always wanted to do since a very young age and have gotten a chance to get into and still love just as much. Like, you know, I, even now, you know, I still go in and I still love it. If I can just do this till for like, I don't know, 40 years. And, uh, that to me is the dream. Just like being able to do what I like to do for, uh, as long as I can. I think that, that to me, if I can achieve that, uh, that, that's a, that's kind of my dream. So, I guess for you, what is your sort of dream, I guess? Yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing, honestly. Mm. Even I remember even as a little kid when I talked about wanting to be an actor, I remember being very aware that you can be an actor up until, like, people die on set. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but it happens that, like, sure. they'll die in the middle of a project or, like, while they're shooting something or yeah. in a play. Or, you know, I would love to be able to work until I die and uh, hopefully that's a long time it's not like soon Um, (laughs) but yeah I mean and I I think the dream for me as well as an actor is to be able to be that person that 
is in a whole bunch of stuff that like maybe you recognize from something but like doesn't necessarily I don't really want to have to deal with fame or mm, mm. I, I don't dream about like the moment that I win an Oscar. Mm. Like I just want to, I want when, I want when like anime crimes division ended to be able to jump right in. I think I actually did book something right after that, but mm. people to be able to book like something right after jump right into the next project and know that there's always going to be something after that. And there's going to be a new group of people that you're working with and mm. you're going to meet make new friends and create something different and play in a world that you've never played in before. I mean, just the, the possibilities when it comes to acting and what's out there and what can be done and what you can experience as an actor is so exciting to me. So I guess the dream is just like as much of that as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think also with acting in the particular, it's like, it's, it's gig based, right? It's like yeah. you do your, you do your gig and you're like, all right, here's hoping I book another thing, right? And it's yep. like, and all it is is just like, uh, you know, just working towards that, like in, uh, which I think is, you know, uh, it, it lacks the sort of uh, security of like, you know, f- like a full time, you know, just like desk job or something. Which I have, you know, I am not disparaging like full time like desk jobs at all. Like, but it, oh it, yeah, like I, I mean, but I mean. It, it lacks that security. In fact, I'm complimenting that because of like... I was going to say, I yeah. don't know about you, but I, when, when people are like, I am fulfilled by doing this job and I do my job and I come home and I live my life and that's what fulfills me. I'm like, I'm so jealous of you. Mm-hmm. I wish that I could... That sounds so nice to me. Right. But instead I'm cursed with this... Yeah. <laughs> this, and, this acting thing. <laughs> yeah. And like, and, and I, you know, there have been some... I actually just... Uh, uh, recently rewatched a film, a Korean film called Castaway on the Moon. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, I don't think I have. Uh, no. It's very good. You should check it out. But it's that movie and then um, Pixar's Soul, which. Uh, oh, yeah. I did out. watch that recently. Uh, I love. They both have a similar message of kind of like, you know, career is cool. Like, it's great to, like, you know, have aspirations for your career and, or, like, want to achieve big dreams and be like, blah, blah, blah. blah. But uh, what what's kind of most important is just that you enjoy your life right uh so um that's why you know i i think with uh but but with i think with us you know we love acting right it's not we we're not pursuing it because we want oh to be adored like by you know like 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 you said you don't want to be famous right uh there's that's not the part what it is it's like doing the work that's what's enjoyable um right it's almost and i i almost described some stuff it's like Fuck! I do this for free. I mean, I don't. I, I please pay me. But like, right. this is so much fun. Like you know, I I I uh, you know, I would almost be doing this for free if I could, right? Like, uh, yeah. So there and is think, that. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say part of that too is is the experience of getting to work. It, it filmmaking especially is such a collaborative art form mm. um and that to me is part of the joy of it too which i'm sure you know as a voice actor the difference between recording something at home and actually getting to be in the studio with other actors and like recording together mm-hmm. is m- much cooler much more fun when you're like working off of people and bouncing yeah. off people and and getting to see what other people are bringing to the table and then that inspires you or even just working with a director or mm-hmm. or the script that you get you know that was written by uh, another artist sure it's such a cool collaborative process and when you can create when you can have that experience and create something 
awesome with a group of people that inspire you, mm-hmm. that's like that's where the magic happens. That's why to me, Anime Crimes Division, I was like my favorite thing that I've done. Even when I, you know, when I look back at like a, a pilot that I shot and I got to work with a really famous actor and we had scenes together and I met them mm. like that that's like a fun experience it's like it's like a neat day yeah <laughs> but in terms of like fulfilling like life dream fulfillment if I could work with my friends or like my my mm. peers and the people that I love and am inspired by for the rest of my life that would also I think that's also kind of what's motivating us to make this film in a couple of weeks is like mm. that we can do it and we should do it and it's an exciting thing to do but that it also fills this part of you where you get to work with people that you know you love working with and you're going to feed off each other's energy and it's going to be that exciting thing which was what was so exciting on anime crimes division to discover that we had that and that it was going to be that type of project so i think adding that to the to the dream of like finding ways to continue working with people that inspire you and that you you sort of gel with it makes it it just doesn't feel like work it feels like fun (laughs) exactly yeah uh yeah i think that's a good good note to end on uh i i appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me it's it's always a pleasure uh where can uh where can people find you uh yeah i am um on twitter at riley rose critch and i'm on instagram at riley ace of spies um, if you check out the the old link in my bio on any of those things, you can find uh, our GoFundMe for our film that we're making, which is called The Jessica Cabin. It's about sad, queer ghosts, and it's like funny and bleak and sweet and weird. Um, and we're shooting that in Joshua Tree in two weeks. So super excited about that. But we are still raising some funds. So if you would like the credit of associate producer on our film you can this you can buy won't it essentially. be out for a while <laughs> so is there any way to support it let's say after the fact yeah that 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 gofundme will be up so we're basically cool, raising cool. money we're gonna go through production we're already gonna be shooting in two weeks okay. and then after the fact we are hiring our composer we're hiring our mm, editor cool, we're doing cool. our color correcting so that is what we need that money so for. it'll so. still be up for a while then yeah, absolutely. Cool, cool. And if you feel like supporting us, that's amazing. But yeah, you can. I'm sure I'll post all about the film on my Instagram and Twitter. So if you follow me there, you'll learn all about it. Nice, nice. Well, uh, thank you again. This this it's it, this has been a pleasure. Uh, and we should absolutely hang out uh, once it's safe. Uh, to do I know. So. I want to play board games with you again. It's so nice catching up. Hell yeah. And escape rooms. That's oh, on the docket. That's sure. gonna. We're gonna destroy them. <laughs>